Hello, everybody. Welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here. Oh my gosh, I this show is going to be life changing for some of you. I have been counting the days for this interview. We have with us today Nancy Rhines. She is a leading voice for personalizing the wisdom of near-death experiences, developing heart-centered intuition, and living a life of inspiration. She is gonna share almost unbelievable situation in her near-death experience with us. It's just gonna take your breath away. You are amazing. You're a miracle, Nancy. First off, Thank welcome. You. Thank you for having me on, neighbor. <laughs> yes. Yes, neighbor. That's great. Um, well, well, let's begin with you sharing uh, that experience that you had. And it, I believe you were actually an atheist before this, correct? I was, yeah. I, you know, I, I'll be honest in that there were times in my life when I was more agnostic, meaning... I was open to the possibility that there was some spiritual existence out there of some kind, but I didn't know what that was. And then there were times when I was more on the atheist side where I'm sure that there's nothing besides this material life. Um, so I would go back and forth between that for, for most of my adult life. And this accident that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about today happened when about a little over five years ago now. So I was in my late 40s. So most of my adult life, I didn't believe in anything other than, you know, this supposed material world that we like to think is around us that really isn't truly as material as we like to think it is. Um, but so I didn't believe really in anything other than what I could touch or measure with my ruler, you know, ha you know interact with on a daily basis. And about five years ago, I was living in Boulder, Colorado at that time. Went out on a bike ride in the early, well, actually it was the mid, mid to late morning and it was a beautiful, sunny, warm day, very dry, perfect bicycling weather. And in Boulder, everybody bikes. It's just a normal way of getting around. It is so normal that there are little bike highways everywhere um, but I happened to be just on a regular road on a bike lane and was bicycling on a new traffic circle you know those one of those crazy roundabouts that everybody hates going into um, they're really even worse on a bicycle and I went into this thing and long story short a woman came in from the right hand side and didn't stop she was too busy texting she didn't see me, didn't pay attention, didn't stop as she was entering the circle. It just kind of plowed right through that the the stop sign and hit me broadside. Is kind of like this on my right hand side. Um, the the accident was horrendous, and if you want, I'm not going to get into the details of that today because we don't have a ton of time, but. If you want to read about the, how the accident unfolded, it's in my book, Awakenings from the Light. But it was a horrendous accident. Uh, I didn't think I was actually going to survive the crash because it was so bad. It was, it was, it was horrible. I was eventually dragged underneath of her vehicle for quite a ways because she didn't know she hit me. 
And um, so I had a lot of trauma to my spine, to my collarbone. Uh, I think I had five ribs that were broken, my pelvis, uh, my sternum was cracked. Turns out I also had a punctured lung, which I didn't know about until much later. Um, so I was in pretty, pretty tough shape from this, as you can imagine. I did have one, during the accident itself, I was completely conscious, remember every millisecond of it, <laughs> even today, five years later. Um, but I also had a very, what I thought at the time was weird experience that I didn't dwell on too much because I didn't know what to do with it. But I, I experienced the accident both from the, the perspective of being inside of this body, me, and standing physically outside of my body watching the whole thing unfold from off to the side. And I call that dual consciousness. I don't know what the real term for it is or if there even is one, but what I began to notice and began to kind of put together for myself is that there were two very distinct levels of consciousness there. One, the body, the one, our human, regular human consciousness, which is ego-driven, it's fearful, it's anxious, it's, it's all of that stuff that we need in our lives, all of those emotions, those thought processes, in order to live in this, you know, physical existence, whatever this is. You know, we, we have to have some level of emotional uh, involvement, some fear, all of that stuff. Uh, in that moment, though, the fear had taken over. As you could probably imagine, I was terrified that, that I wasn't going to survive. But I noticed that that consciousness that was outside of this body that was watching the accident happen from off to the side was exceedingly calm, very peaceful, almost in a Zen-like state, and kept talking to the me that was underneath the vehicle that was in the accident. Don't worry, everything's going to be okay. It's it's a horrible accident, yes, but you will be fine. This is the way that it's supposed to happen in this moment. Don't worry, it, it will be okay. You're, you're well looked after. So it was more of a comforting kind of connected spiritual voice that was coming from that other me, the higher self, um, the more connected part of me. And I, I, I felt that like, what in the world is that I had no training in consciousness to that point. I had no words to describe what was happening. I didn't know what to do with it. So I just said, okay, that's really weird. <laughs> I'm not going to think about that too much. When, when the accident stopped, so basically when, when a bystander stopped this woman from driving and the paramedics came, that's when that those two aspects of me came back together in my body um, and, and merged back into this me that we're, we're seeing here on camera. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's for me when kind of like I knew that there was a, the start of going down the rabbit hole. I wasn't quite ready yet to, to go down the rabbit hole, <laughs> but I was getting close. 
uh, it was sort of the precursor for what was to come. So I had a lot of, as you can probably imagine, a lot of body trauma, a lot of broken bones. You know, most of them were in my spine. I, it was, it was a major miracle, not a minor miracle, but a major miracle that I didn't die on the scene or that I was actually still able to feel my feet and move my toes because the trauma to my neck and back were unbelievable. Um, I think the total number of, they actually kind of lost count at bone breaks. So there were 20, at least 24 bones that were broken. Each one of those bones were broken in multiple places. So they just basically stopped counting the number of breaks. It was just, there were too many breaks. So the, at, at the trauma center, um, they decided that the best course of action would for me in order to be able to walk again, because that was my biggest fear. I was terrified that I would never be able to walk again. You know, that was looming. I was a bicyclist. I hiked. Uh, I did some trail run. I wanted to be active after this. And I just couldn't in that point, like wrap my brain around what would happen if I couldn't walk again. So uh, I, they said, well, your best option really is to have surgery to put in titanium rods on either side of your spine to stabilize you. And then they would also put me in a, a body cast as well. Um, the, the rods would be in there forever. And the body cast would be on for anywhere from, they said from 12 to 16 weeks, maybe a little bit more, but three, so three to four months is what they thought. Um, so I went in for surgery and ended up dying on the operating table. Um, I had some kind of an odd reaction to the anesthesia. My heart stopped, which is unusual for a healthy bicyclist. Back then I was a bike racer. I don't race anymore, but I was then. I was exceedingly healthy, uh, very fit, very uh, aerobically fit. And I just flatlined uh, as soon as they gave me the anesthesia. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have, I didn't go through the floating at the ceiling at that point. I, I left my body and was immediately somewhere else. And that somewhere else was this beautiful place. It looked to me, I was on a hillside overlooking mountains and valleys and beautiful silvery light. I mean, the light was indescribable. It was so, it glowed, like the air glowed. I don't know how else to describe it, but the air just glowed with energy. Um, and I felt love. I Not just that I felt loved with a D on the end, but I felt love as if it were a physical force coming through me. Like heat would come through you if you were standing in front of a fire. I could feel this network, this energy of love going through everything and me. I mean, that it was coming through me. It was, it felt like I was being embraced by this feeling of love, this energy of love. It wasn't just a feeling. It was more than that. It was really an energy. It was a presence in and of itself. And 
enjoy, acceptance, um, welcoming. But I knew that there was a, I mean, I was completely conscious that my body was still on the operating table. I, I knew that my body was on the operating table. And I began to think, well, wait a minute, this isn't right. <laughs> I wonder if I died down there. Uh, I, I wonder if this is what people describe as, you know, I use heaven with, with kind of quotes around it, but is this what people describe as heaven or the afterlife? And I began to just kind of, I sat with that for a little while, and then there was an answer that came to me from, it was like it was coming from all around me, but inside at the same time, that said, this is your real home. This is your spiritual home. This is where you belong. Welcome home. And with that welcome home was like a, a way, another wave of love and peace and and welcoming and I I wept because it was like oh, I'm finally home I remember now this is where we all belong this is our spiritual home and I felt oh, finally at peace like what was it what was that down there on earth <laughs> that I'm finally home again thank goodness and so from there it just expanded I I spent what seemed like two or three months with a teacher while I was there who spent uh, a lot of energy teaching me the things that I would need to learn in order to make this life here one that I would truly enjoy and also to be able to help my family, my friends, you know, anyone else that would want to listen. So her main her main goal in teaching me certain things was really um, to get my life back on track and and to be the spiritual person that I was really meant to be and and that's what I ended up putting in the book Awakenings from the Light was as much it it's not all a hundred percent in there, but the beginnings of it are in there the the basics of what she taught me are in that book and, and it, it encompasses things like you know what is what's the nature of love how can we be more loving and connected to each other on a daily basis what are some tips and techniques that i learned that you, you know you can you can try out for yourself in order to bring your consciousness more into this present moment and and really live in a more loving way. Um, so a lot of those basic exercises, learnings are in that book. And I encourage people, if you want to get more how-tos, that's really the place to go. I've, I've got, at the end of each chapter, uh, have a list of, you know, things that you can try for yourself, which I felt very, I felt that was the old me. You know, I, I used to do a lot of, corporate teaching and and I wanted people to be able to come away with stuff that they could put into practice in their own lives. Yes. So right now, Nancy, to everyone listening and, and watching today, give us give us something that that 
that we could do today to make a difference? What, what would you recommend? To make it, you know, start by trying to make a difference in your own life because that will, if, if you focus on yourself, don't worry about what other people are doing. Just try this for a day. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Concern yourself with you, with getting your energy right from the get-go in the morning. So start off your morning with three or four minutes of maybe just some deep breathing. Uh, think about some of the goals that you'd like to achieve for that day or maybe for the next few days. It doesn't have to be for that day. But I want you to try to get yourself into a good space and then before you set off for the out, you know, for your day, before you head out the door, make some kind of an intention. This is my intention. You don't have to use it exactly, but, but something like this. Today, everything that I do will be from a place of love and light. And I say this out loud every morning. It's, it for, it's, my, it's my main intention. Everything that I do today is coming from a place of love and light. Every word that I say, everything that I do is from a place of love and light. Not I want it to be, not, oh, I think I'm going to make it, but no, today, today I am going to operate from a place of love and light. Everything that I say is love and light. Everything that I do is loving and light-filled. So that's how I suggest people start they don't have to use my words use something that fits you but start your day with a deliberate intention of being present in the moment and that's when you you know you just take a few minutes to yourself and say yes today i am going to be more loving and light filled everything that i do and say will be from that place and it, it takes a while to get used to it. You might forget partway through the day. That's okay. Go back to it, at, you know, like at lunch. Do it again at lunch. Um, or the other thing that you can do at intervals through the day is just take a moment and think about something that you're really, truly, deeply grateful for in that moment. That'll bring your consciousness back to the now moment to the present yeah. and to something good you know so we want to get yourself focused back on on the good so if you start your day with love and light then focus on the good things throughout the day I mean that to me that's like the best way to start this journey it, to getting yourself kind of aligned with love and light on a daily basis I love that. I love that, Nancy. I'm going to add something along that line to my morning daily uh, affirmations. And I love the bit about gratitude. In my book, I I really am into gratitude. And re yeah. you know, start your day with something. Think about something you're grateful for. Doesn't that just change our whole outlook? It does. Oh it, it, it gets you, I mean, there, there's actually, there have actually been a lot of scientific studies about this, but I'm, I won't go into those, but, but what it does is it gets your, you know, that kind of, I, I call it monkey mind, you know, where you're just like thinking about all different kinds of things scatter all over the place. 
it gets everything in your mind focused in on what's good right now. So it's good and now. And that's what gratitude does. If you, if you allow yourself to really truly get into it, not just say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I have a warm place to sleep tonight. Don't just say that, feel it. Yeah, you know, I am actually really grateful that I have a warm place to sleep tonight because not everybody has a warm place to sleep tonight. So just allow a few minutes, maybe not even that, it doesn't even take that long to feel it, to allow yourself to really feel it. That'll get your feeling state and your thinking state back into the good. Oh, that's just such a powerful message, Nancy. It is. And it's not that hard to do. You know, it's just, it's a, even if you have to set a reminder on your cell phone, you know, to just do a gratitude reminder every couple, three hours, try that and see how that changes your day it it does it just it it really does just totally yeah. bring us back to oh okay a different instead of i want i don't have we go to right. i'm grateful for this yeah yeah it gets your you know it, what it does is it gets you out of the wanting stage and wanting is really it, it, to me the way I see the word want is really a, almost almost from a place of fear. Like I don't, there's this big gap here. I don't have something and I'm afraid that I don't have it. So I'm going to want it. But what it, what it does is it puts you in a place of, yeah, you know, I really, I have it pretty good. Yeah. I've got it pretty good. Like in, for my gratitude, my first gratitude every morning still is when I put my feet on the ground and can stand up on my own I'm still grateful for that five and whatever years, five plus years later, because I don't take that for granted anymore. Yeah. Like that can go away at any moment. Oh my so. gosh. You and I are like so connected. <laughs> I was a preemie baby under three pounds. Not oh my goodness. Five the night. And they brought in a priest, gave me my last rites. Wow. And so I've always just i'm grateful for my life you know yeah, yeah. doesn't it it does yeah oh, give us uh take a moment nancy to share with everyone your website and then uh we have a few minutes left whatever okay. last words and everyone we are going to be doing another show because she has so much more to share so yeah watch for that so my website is nancyryans.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-R-Y-N-E-S.com. And my book is called Awakenings from the Light. You can get that on Amazon. And from my website, you can also link up to me via Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. I don't do Twitter anymore, but but you can get a hold of me on Facebook that way too. So just just Google Nancy Ryans and you'll find me. I love it. I love it. And I know you talk about so many different things, Nancy, such as like the power of choice. Yeah. Anything you'd like to, to share with us on that topic? Well, you know, gratitude goes back to that power of choice. So in each moment, what it comes down to is we have the ability in each moment to choose how we're going to live that moment. It takes awareness in that moment to make that conscious choice. But in each moment, you have the choice of how to live that moment. 
And that can be from a place of light and love and gratitude, or it can be from a place of fear and, you know, anger or anxiety. That, that's up to you. Uh, I would encourage people to make the choice every day, you know, to try to have as many positive interactions as possible because your your choices make a difference not only in in your life not only in the lives of those people around you but your choice is actually think about it this way it's an energy vibration when you make a loving choice to do whatever it is it, it, it could be just to practice daily gratitude it could be um, I don't know to uh, give someone at the supermarket a helping hand to with their groceries to their car something really nice when you're when you're kind and and gentle and and compassionate not only does it help the person you're intending to help but it also kind of it invigorates that energy of love that's around us now right here i mean this we're all energy right now we're all even though we're still here in this physical plane it's all energy. And the more that you can send out that positive, helping, loving, kind vibration, the more that you will, I call it strengthening the field of love around you. You're really having an impact. Just It isn't just some, I mean, a few years, you know, five, six years ago, I would have said, ooh, that's kind of woo-woo, but it's for real. You know, there's, we can talk about this in our next show, but there's a real energy around all of us from which we all come. You know, we all, we all come from that. And you can impact that by the choices that you make in every moment. So think about it. I mean, you're really not just interacting with the physical, but you're also interacting with the spiritual energy around you with each choice you make. I love that. I love that. And it's, you know, it's so amazing to, to see the difference you can make by, you know, an act of kindness for yep. someone or an animal or even a smile or a yeah. compliment. You know, it's, I, I love doing that. I love complimenting people or giving them a smile and just see they just, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that does, that just raises that that caring, loving vibration, doesn't it? does. It does. And you never know, really, you don't know what's going on for other people. And they may need that smile in that moment to kind of get out of a bad place. Maybe they had, uh, like in my family, my extended family, we had a death in the family this week. And those smiles helped a lot for not only me, but for my extended family. So you just never know what kind of a, a long-term repercussion your good vibes are going to have on people because you you just don't know how show, someone's showing up in the moment. You don't know what people are going through, so yeah. help them out as much as you can. Oh, oh Nancy, thank you so much. This thank was, you. Thank you for joining us. Love, hugs, and blessings. You need to get away to reignite. And do you know what? You deserve it. Make the choice to get regrounded, refresh, recalibrate, refocus. 
Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired and the radio show Finding Your Joy is partnering with personal development and life enhancement coach Tiffany Van Heel of Ignite by Design to bring you a week of rejuvenation. Their first experimental retreat is slated for Sedona in the fall of 2019 with more details to be unveiled soon. You'll be treated to yoga twice a day, personal development segments, coffee chats, champagne socials, hikes, massage, and quality time to do what you choose. Choose happy. The intention is to become fully present and allow yourself to savor the experience through your senses. This is where you find your joy. Interested in more information? Visit reignitebydesign.com. 